The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Here's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, I always like that part when the host of the party says, help yourself. Okay. Because <laughs> I didn't get this round by saying no thank you uh, very often. It's Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And one of my longtime listeners called me uh, right before the holidays and said, I got a guy. Mike, I heard you asking about uh, guests. I'm not the guest, but I know a guy who's a really good cook, and I think he'd really like to be on the program. Here's his name and phone number. Give him a call. And so I did, and we worked it all out, and it turns out <laughs> that we've known each other for a really long time and didn't know we knew each other because he's a manager at Barnes & Noble Bookstore, which is where I buy about 95% of my books. So when I saw him, I thought, I know you. Do you recognize me? John, it's nice to actually meet you, your, you know, your face and your name and everything. Now I can say hi, John, when I come into the bookstore. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me on today. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. So the, the friend of yours who I promised not to out on the radio said you're a really good cook. Uh, you know, read me a little of your, uh, your uh, uh, Cooley Region uh, cooking experience. Well, I like to dabble in just about anything. I get a lot of inspiration off of the cooking channels that we have or PBS, um, some blogs. So I'm kind of a grocery shopper like the Europeans where I go every day. Really? So Yeah, I can't plan a meal. If I do, I, I all day long, I think about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I really don't want that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will try... Um, any kind of cuisine. I try to keep it simple during the weekday and then have a little bit of a firework Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, depending on what's going on in my world. But um, I also think that, you know, those firework meals can be weekday, weekday meals. If you just you do it a couple times and um, it gets easier and easier, don't get intimidated by those long recipes. Um, you know, Prepping is really a key to that. Um, so, you know, but I'll have a quesadilla. I'll, I'll make it simple. I'll, I'll open up a package of bacalars and microwave that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure, sure. Sometimes you need a little comfort food that way. So Absolutely. Well, and, and uh, it, it's clearly, it sounds like you've learned uh, a long time ago that uh, cooking doesn't always mean cooking from scratch if you're going to have a quesadilla, first thing I have to do is make my own tortillas. Then I have to smoke the meat and, sm you know, it doesn't have to be a ton of work. My dad used to say, if you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong. And if whatever you're going to make is partially homemade and the rest is I bought the, I bought the tortillas, please forgive me. 
That's that's pretty okay with everybody who gets one of your tortillas, I'll bet. Oh, or yeah. Or quesadillas. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to pop open that bottle of uh, marinara, too. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and maybe you need to pop open that second bottle of wine and say, oh, hey, guests, stop complaining about the things you see that come from a can and have a glass of wine. The meal we're going to eat in a little while is going to be delicious. Yeah. It's not cheating. It's a shortcut. Uh, there you go. That's absolutely not cheating. Just using the best ingredients. You know, you, you, I've, I hear people that have influenced me in the kitchen over the years. I hear them in my head all the time when I'm reaching for something at the grocery store and somebody will say, oh, not that one. Right next to it. It's a little more expensive, but it's really a lot better. That's what you need. You need those peppers, not the other ones that are a little less expensive. Well, and, you know, you find out, unless you're feeding a football team, the fact that uh, uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese can be $20 a pound, you only need two ounces. So you're not going to go broke. you got four bucks. Uh, if you were buying it by the pound and you needed three pounds, that's a different story. Yeah, if you're making something with three pounds of Parmesan, <laughs> that is a You're feeding story. a football team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do you have – it sounds like you, you enjoy all kinds of food. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite a kind of food to cook? I, I generally always gravitate back to a family-prepared dish that um, I had growing up. Um, I have a blended family. Um, my stepmom is from Hungary. And she would always, um, her father would make us chicken paprikash. And uh, it's delicious. I know now that it was probably made more often than none because that's the only thing my younger siblings would actually eat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's really simple. And all all the years growing up, I always thought, oh, this is probably the hardest dish in the whole wide world. And um, now I probably make it every other week. It's, um, It's basically chicken with paprika um with an onion and then you cook that down if you uh if you use bone-in chicken you don't need to add a little broth but i i take a shortcut and make it with the uh the boneless skinless and add about a a container of broth cook that down add some uh flour cook that off and then um add a little sour cream throw it over some noodles you're done it's delish it sounds an awful lot like stroganoff it's Except a, it's know, chicken it instead of beef. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Okay. And that's really funny that you would say that because just this morning, because I have some, some uh, stew meat, I bought a box of meat from a Shuby's uh, Deli in downtown La Crosse. In the box was a couple of pounds of stew meat. Everything I've eaten from them so far has been way above the name stew meat. What that brings to your mind is not what uh, this way better than that. So I thought I got to do something. I'm not going to make stew with this really nice stew meat. So I looked up, I looked up ragu and I looked up stroganoff, and it's exactly the same way. Little onions, little mushrooms, little sour cream. Uh, if you're going to do it the authentic Russian way, you serve it over mashed potatoes. If you're going to do it the American way, you serve it over noodles. I happen to have learned a long, long time ago how to make homemade noodles uh, real simply, as long as you don't care that they aren't exactly uniform. (laughs) 
because I cut the noodles with a pizza cutter on the cutting board, and sometimes that's a little wiggly and wobbly, but uh, but they're delicious. And so, making some adjustments here and there end up with a really delicious meal. So that's for tonight. Will be, yeah. That's my plan anyway, because I I have all the ingredients. That's the other thing, because like you, I go to the I don't go to the grocery store every single day, but probably four days out of the week and at least one day on the weekend. So six days a week I go to the grocery store, Not uh, most of the time because on my way to work or when I'm sitting at work before we go on the air, I'm thinking, what are we going to have for dinner? What do, we, what do I have? Oh, well, and, you know, then I got to think the protein. Oh, man, because next week or, well, today's Thursday. So maybe over the weekend, depending on – how football goes and so forth, I have a bunch of ground lamb. And I thought, you know, I love lamb, but I am not going to serve lamb with mint jelly on the side like everybody else. So I started looking up lamb. It's ground lamb. So what am I going to do with ground lamb? So yesterday, the day before yesterday, I started thinking about what I'm going to do with uh, a pound and a half of ground lamb that's still frozen. Uh, but I'll I'll do something with... Uh, with that bolognese maybe, or, you know, you you just look at all those recipes and see which one jumps off the page and grabs me by the tongue. And then I scroll down to see what ingredients I might already have, and uh, and I'm golden. It sounds to me like you're doing pretty much the same thing, deciding on the fly what you want to eat, then you decide what you need to buy, then you go home and cook. Yep, it's probably the most expensive way to do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but once again, I listened to my dad. Don't buy a pound or, you know, don't buy even a, a half a pound, quarter of a pound of the really expensive Parmesan cheese. You only need this much, buy that much. And then you still have money left over because if you buy the cheap, then you need to have more. You'll serve, you'll eat it yourself or serve it to someone else and they'll say, yeah, you know, not bad. It's not bad. I had it once in a restaurant. It was way better. Yeah, but in the restaurant, it was 40 bucks. That's true, but they probably used Parmesan or Reggiano, not Parmesan cheese out of a can. So I, you know, I, I, I know that I'm only going to feed a couple of people. So will the meal be a little bit more expensive than a cheap meal? Sure, but it'll be really good. <laughs> That's key. All right, so besides uh, paprikash, chicken paprikash, what else do you cook on a regular basis? Well, I mean, basically red meat. I stick to red meat more than anything. I, okay. I probably shouldn't, but, um, you know, I will uh, buy a tenderloin, cut it into fourths, freeze three of them, and uh, throw a tenderloin in, get it oh. nice and, you know, just a 130. Let's not get crazy. Um, <laughs> it might still moo a little bit. That's um, okay. But it's been, in the, it's been in the freezer, so <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> um, and... Uh, you know, so just like treating yourself to to those good meals, and it's packed with vitamins and always a vegetable, um, typically a starch, probably a little more pasta than uh, than that I need to. I'm getting as I'm getting rounder as I get older. Well, if you could work on getting taller, that would you know that would solve all the issues. If right, I could just be right. a little taller, I'd be golden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I gotta buy new clothes, I might as well go with the whole gamut, right? Sure, absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I've been dabbling a lot more in baking. Um, we moved five years ago to a, a different location in La Crosse, and you know, you, you meet new people in your neighborhood. And, sure. Um, my neighbor is really, um, she's a great baker, and I thought, you know, I've always been kind of scared of that. It's, you know, people say, it's a science, it's a science. It is. Like, oh. It's a science. So, you know, I've kind of always shied away from that, but... I think more and more I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with it, you know, getting, getting out the, uh, throwing away the measuring spoon in this part part and just weighing it is key. I find, um, get a little, little less mistakes that way. Things rise better. (laughs) Um, but I'm having fun, um, doing that and then, really trying there's a um smitten kitchen is a a good resource on the internet and um they have a great chocolate peanut butter cheesecake and it was the first cheesecake i made uh it came out picture perfect i was in awe i i couldn't even believe it i thought (laughs) i don't even want to eat this just take pictures of it I'm like, I want to lacquer this and put it like in a, you know, in a keep it forever. Box. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, it was so, and I'm like, I created that. And that's, that to me is a hundred percent why I have found this hobby to be so enjoyable is because um, from start to finish, I look at my, I look at my cutting board and I say, okay, I have all of this ingredients. And then here is what the outcome is. And it's delicious. I did it. I get some oohs and ahs. That makes you feel a little good about yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then it's good to have leftovers and then you take it to work and then you're eating it at, at the break room table and your coworkers are like, Ooh, what's that? What's you that? Know, like, yeah. <laughs> Where did you go last night? <laughs> so my house, you know, that, yeah, my house. <laughs> um, so I think that's really why, um, why I keep doing it. That's, the, the fun part you said you know how do I have fun in the kitchen and you know it's not like well maybe I am dancing around in the kitchen sometimes uh, that's okay <laughs> me too gotta but, have some um, music on yeah I mean it also depends on how many of those bottles you popped open <laughs> sure well and so, for me baking it's gonna take a while because I gotta read it a couple of times and think about it a little bit and and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll share someday with you my my very first baking oh, okay I'll just do it now uh, uh, my first baking experience ever was years and years ago I was gonna make breadsticks to go with uh, an Italian meal which I'd made a million times and the meal was fabulous never made homemade breadsticks and I did I did it I thought everything perfectly open the oven to take the breadsticks out and instead of six or eight normal size breadsticks I had eight loaves of bread giant breadsticks that were four inches tall and four inches wide squeezing the pan i had to carefully take the whole thing out of the oven so that it didn't rub the sides it was a miserable fail all gooey in the center and it was gross had to throw it away and the birds wouldn't even eat it it was gross that and i didn't do any baking after that for quite a while because you know the and uh, no, i was going to ask you the same thing the griswold family christmas where the gorgeous turkey comes out Set it down on the table. Clark gets up with a knife and fork, sticks a fork in it, and all the air comes out of that beautiful turkey, and it's a disgusting dried mess. I I hear you. And let's piggyback on the turkey. Brine it. Water brine. That is the trick. The The neighbor taught me that, too. So 
it's you just you pick up these things as you go along like you said you know and um it's just a, it's a game changer well and that's important especially if you're not having uh, good luck in the kitchen uh, and how i want i'll ask you this question and then i got to take a quick break and get the answer on the other side uh, how often do you try something in the kitchen that you've never done before whatever main course or baking or something i have never done this people are coming over tomorrow if i kill them it'll really be bad if you do much of that we'll be right back Cooley Region Cooks, every Thursday, 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And our guest this morning is a newbie who I hope will become a regular if uh, at 11 o'clock he hasn't caught on fire or had any bad experiences. <laughs> uh, we'll do it again sometime. John Hoppy, who you might find more regularly uh, at, the, uh, at the Barnes & Noble Bookstore, managing over there, helping people find... Uh, good reading material what's what what's the i'm going to leak pull you out of the kitchen for a minute what kind of books have been popular to read uh during covid and the election craziness winter um people are trying to escape with a little bit of the murder mystery are they murder um, mysteries murder mysteries are um key it's like the psycho you know the the thriller oh um, sure uh that seems to be what people are gravitating towards other than the political books. Sure. Sure. Well, um, I've always enjoyed Patterson's uh, Alex cross character, you know, a little police mystery. And that's always fun. Cause I can never figure those out ahead of time. <laughs> right. Right. So those are, you know, those are staples in people's um, buying habits and um, believe it or not, cookbooks are the top selling um, subject. Really? For our, in our community right now. Yeah. Really? Has that ever changed? Aren't cookbooks always top five or top three? They've been top three for a while, um, but it moved up. And I believe that's because everybody's cooking at home. They're, you know, we're not going out to the restaurants, unfortunately, yeah. as much as we used to. Um, but I mean, it's great that there's still, we can um, use them as uh, takeout and stuff. That's really awesome. Sure. And that as often as not, and in fact, uh, Chris Roderick from, Piggies, who's been on this program a bunch of times, uh, said a long time ago, I'm happy to share every recipe, every step, every ingredient, exactly the way I make it, because you're going to come to the restaurant and eat this and think, wow, this was delicious. Can I make this at home? I'll give you the whole recipe. Then you decide, wow, this recipe is two and a half pages, single space typed. Uh, is it difficult? No, not difficult at all. But you got to make those little gnocchis all by yourself, one at a time. I have a staff of ten, making ten thousand gnocchis. You're a staff of one, and you got to make a hundred because you've got four people coming over for dinner. You probably aren't going to want to do that. Come and see me; I'll make it for you. He says, "Come and see me; I don't care." <laughs> That's—I've always remembered that. Sometimes it's just more work than you want it to be. If you like me, not a professional, just kind of stumbling around. And luckily, I've ended up with delicious tasting food. Sometimes I have to change the name or turn the lights down so you can't actually see what it looks like or or put frosting or something 
on top of that cheesecake because it's all cracky on top and it's not supposed to be. So I try to hide that kind of thing. Otherwise, it works. Nobody's fair. died. Nope. There are tricks to the trade. Absolutely. But you said baking. Uh, that do you, Have you done a bunch of it or have you, are you just getting into baking now? No, I'm just getting my toes wet right now. Um, and it's been the COVID has done it, you know, sure. has, you know, made me do it. Well, and a successful like, peanut butter cheesecake didn't turn you into a baker extraordinaire. Wow. Uh, I'm an expert. All of a sudden I'm going to bake my socks off. Yeah. If my week hadn't been the way it went, you would have gotten one of those cheesecakes and, uh, and maybe, maybe there's still one in the horizon for you. <laughs> I'll um, be nice to you. I got all the ingredients, you know, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't easy trying to get those uh, chocolate wafer cookies this time around. So I think other, peop other people are out there baking as well. Oh, that's good to know. I'm glad people are having fun in the kitchen. Do you have a go-to? Well, maybe maybe the cheesecake is now that you've done it and uh, so successfully. Before that, was there a go-to dessert? Um, yeah, Jello. Jello. <laughs> That works <laughs> with little carrots in it or marshmallows or, you know, yeah, little floaties. Uh, yeah. Um, what are the Miranda uh, mandarin oranges? Oh, mandarin oranges. You They're know, floating in another. There. Yeah. Yeah. Another go to because then you get to drink fish. all the juice out of the mandarin orange can. That was always yeah. my favorite part. Mom, I hate that jello, but can I have the juice out of that can? Yeah, I think a bunt cake. Um and again, taking the shortcut with a box mix and then adding, you know, adding things to it like um, sherry and, you know, just kind of doing different things like that. Like sure. things you can do with a bundt cake, um, but, you know, really not scratch. So now I'm having more fun with the scratch. I have uh, made a chocolate cake, so that's been fun and, and experimenting with the difference of cream cheese frosting versus, um, you know, buttermilk. So that's been exciting and different and and learning and knowing that the the humidity in your house plays an important role in how that frosting is going to turn out. And really, have to make you, yeah, <laughs> I did not know the humidity in my kitchen has to do with why my dessert didn't turn out really well. Well, the frosting, at least oh. I find the frosting, you know, you got to add a little bit. You're like, should I really add another bag of powdered sugar <laughs> okay well i'll admit this i actually went to a, a meringue bakery is one of my favorite places to go for delicious food and uh, the owner there is a good friend of mine i went there one day and said see those i forget what they're called those things right there they're kind of pink and they have the swirly thing on top what is the frosting that's on them because that's my favorite frosting and i don't want anything ever again that doesn't have that kind of frosting. And she said, buttercream. Cool. Is it hard to make? No, not really. All right. Well, I'm going to go try to make buttercream frosting. Wow. It's not hard to make, but if you do it wrong, it's not very good. <laughs> True. <laughs> you do it wrong. It ain't really tasty. All right. I got to take a quick break. You guys in the newsroom are probably drooling all over the place, waiting for their turn to come in and get out, and then they don't have to pay attention anymore. We will be back. John Hoppy, who you find normally at Barnes & Noble. Where else do you hang out? If they don't see you at Barnes & Noble, John, where do you hang? Oh, they'll see me at the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> Buying ingredients. If he's over there getting up powdered sugar, invite yep. yourself over to his house because he's making cheesecake. We'll be right back. I always love this one because so many people say, eggplant, is that that big purple thing? Looks like a gourd. It's an eggplant. I don't know. That looks weird. I'm, 
purple food. I'm not sure I want to eat purple food. John Hoppy is our guest in the kitchen this morning. Barnes & Noble is where he normally hangs out or the co-op buying ingredients. How often are you? I have a, I have a good friend who's Vietnamese, Tan Pham, who's been on this program with Viet, Vietnamese recipes a number of times. And lots of the ingredients are Vietnamese uh, ingredients, uh, some fruit that you look at it and you think, God, it looks it looks like a, a mine that would be buried in the sand. If you step on it, it explodes and we all die. No, but you cut it open and it's filled with golden sweet goodness that you would push your mom out of the way to get the last bite. So sometimes you got to just uh, not judge the taste by its cover. Do you do that kind of thing when you're reading in a recipe that sounds good to you and then you start running into ingredients that you've never heard of? You going to try it anyway? Try it anyway. I will um I'll use my resources to figure out how I can get whatever I need to get. I'm not as adventurous of maybe, you know, going that deep into like, you know, what am I going to do with a star fruit or passion fruit or whatever? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a go. Yeah, but if somebody came back from vacation and uh, said, Hey, I brought you half a dozen star fruit from my trip to the Caribbean. They were delicious. You should see what you can do with them. You aren't going to say, thank you very much. Look at star fruit say, I don't know what this is, and throw them away. You're going to try and figure it out. That's. It sounds to me like you're that adventurous. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Yeah. Have fun with it. Well, and at any time, I'm any place and think, you know what? There's, however, there's a billion people in this country, and they eat that fruit every single day. So there's something about it that I got to figure out why they love it. Yeah, what uh, am I missing? I, I'm going to try it. I can I speak from experience when I tell you that Vietnamese tofu tastes exactly as crappy as American tofu. <laughs> I have never had tofu from any country cooked anywhere any way that I thought was any good. Vietnamese tofu. But their fruit and all that stuff cuz they don't do sweet. They don't do dairy. They have cows, but they they use their cows for something other than milk. Uh belts and steak more often than anything else. So a glass of milk with dinner doesn't happen. Their dessert comes, or their sweets come from fruit, and they have a lot of really delicious, weird fruit. And I would try that. You know, Fruit of the Month Club, or in your, uh, in your uh, what do you call that, the box of, of uh, your fruit. CSA? CSA, right, thanks. Couldn't think of that. Uh, you open it up, and I, there's stuff in there. I don't, I don't even know what it is. got to take a picture of it. Then go to the internet to find out even what it is. Never mind how to cook it. I don't know what that is. First time I ever saw a parsnip. Okay, now I've identified a parsnip. What the heck do you do with a parsnip? I don't know. You replace it with a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trade it. Who's got rabbits? I need to make a trade. <laughs> right, right. All right. What are yeah, you going to do never... besides paprikash? What are you going to do in your kitchen? What are you cooking tonight? Have you decided yet? Oh, I'm going to work tonight. So, um, oh. yeah, it's going to probably be just leftover um, soup. So, um, but I've got uh, maybe some stuffed pork chops. That Ooh. seems to be something that I've been going to lately. And, um, you know, I was always intimidated about making stuffing, but it's it's just an onion and a couple breadcrumbs. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, really but good. and as soon as you have that stuffing, you think this is good, but. I think it would be even better if I add, next time I'm going to add 
different kind of onions, maybe some mushrooms, different seasoning. Yeah, pretty soon you're going to the store buying a two and a half inch thick pork chop because there's not enough room in an inch thick pork chop to get all that stuffing in there. (laughs) Well, you know, the stuffing doesn't necessarily always have to go inside the pork chop. Well, sure. It can uh, spill out all over the plate. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just that's where the... The, the cook gets to have a little taste, you know, when it comes out and just to make sure it's right. Right. Absolutely. You got to have, you got to have quality control. That's right. That's, my right. dad would call that quality control. That's why there's always a fork next to the stove so that the chef can make sure that it's, it's tasting just the way it should. Absolutely. Do you make soup very often at your house? No, it's seasonal. You know, just seasonal. There's a mushroom, a Hungarian mushroom soup that my sister has gotten the family on board with. And um, we, you know, we're all over the country right now. And so um, my brother, who's married to a vegan, makes a different version. I make a different version. She makes a different version. Everybody, it's so it's, but it's all stemmed from the same recipe. So that's been kind of fun. And then we all like, we all talk about it, like making the soup today. And they're like, (laughs) I'm making it tomorrow. I'm so making the soup, kind of too. Funny. Mine's going to be good because it has meat in it. Sorry, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, meat is delicious. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I, I'm sorry. You're, you're a, a sister-in-law who's a vegan. She's probably a sweetheart and a very nice person. My son was a vegan a number of years ago on a bet because he was, he was a vegetarian. Somebody bet him that he couldn't be a vegan for 90 days. And, of course, my son will do anything you bet him that he can't do. So he did it for 90 days. And on his 91st day, he posted on Facebook. Now I know why vegans are always grumpy. They can't oh. eat any good food. Everything they eat tastes terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you wash down a spoon of peanut butter without milk? Yeah. yeah <laughs> ab- ab- absolutely. With, and soy milk is not milk. You can't, you can't milk an almond. So forget it. Forget it. Your that's phone's right. gonna start, Your phone's going to start ringing. So no, no, that's nobody that's listened to this program more than just once doesn't know that uh, that I'm a dairy person. And although I would, if your sister said, you know what, Hayes, you big dummy, I made this vegan soup. You got to taste it because I think you'll find it to be delicious. And I would if she's a, she's a vegan. She's probably a good vegan cook. She knows how to make it taste delicious. I I just. I don't. I haven't figured out how to make vegan meals taste good. Even vegetarian, I, I buy, often I buy the, when I'm cheating, buy the, uh, whatever it's called, the Papa Murphy's has an all-vegetable pizza. It might just be a gourmet vegetable pizza. It's got all kinds of vegetables on it. And I buy that pizza and ask them to add chicken and bacon because nothing, <laughs> nothing makes a vegetarian pizza taste better than chicken and bacon. And it's delicious. I take it home. Add a little. Do you when when you cheat when you buy a thing that's already or partially made before you cook it? Do you doctor it up or do you just go with the way it came home? I doctor it up. Okay, good. So I don't. I me too. I have when and sometimes I have to. My sisters used to tease me. You have you have pockets in your pants in your shorts, Mike? Yeah. Why? Because when you're cooking, keep your hands in your pockets. Stop playing with this recipe. It was delicious the last time, and you're about to make it different than the last time. Cut that out. 
I find I do that with every single meal. Like, so for instance, if I'm going to make, um, you asked before a commercial break, you said, have I ever made something where I'm going in blind? I've never made it before. And um, what, you know, I don't know what I'm really doing. And Christmas dinner this year. So I Whoa. I know. Like, don't, no, don't pick a big holiday or anything. Try a new recipe, but Christmas Day. <laughs> so, you know, I flubbed up a few times. You know, I, I made beef Wellington first time. I, I thought I read the recipe from from cover to cover. And what I do is I like to look at maybe five different recipes or three different recipes of the sure. same dish. Yep. And then I'm going to throw a John Hoppy in the mix of it all. Right. You know this person might've used Dijon and this person might've not and this person, this. And so, you know what? I know what flavors I like. So yeah. Oh yeah. My way. I've got the base. I know, you know, what to do. And, um, and so that's how I yep. factor up everything. So I guess if I ever wrote a cookbook, I, I wouldn't be infringing on any copyrights because I don't follow the recipes. I, <laughs> well, and at the bottom, the little asterisk that says, or add, or add, or yeah. add, you yeah. know, because the recipe, oh man, the recipe calls for Dijon mustard. I know I have mustard. It's not Dijon mustard. What am I going to do? Open the refrigerator, pick out a different mustard. Hey, that's pretty good. Cause the recipe said mustard. That's all. Uh, I'm good with that. Like, I wonder if I could use mustard powder instead. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, but you know, with, uh, with beef Wellington, there's some baking involved there too. What happened to your beef Wellington that didn't turn out as good as you wanted it to? Well, uh, it was real salty. Like ah. I, and, um, I think we're, you know, you always learn, uh, layer the flavors and everything needs to be seasoned just right. I, I think I could have probably skipped salt and pepper in the mushrooms. Oh, I think okay. I could have skipped that because I think the prosciutto added enough Ooh. salt um, when I wrapped it. And then back to mustard, I forgot the mustard. Oh. Yeah. So as it was as it was resting in the refrigerator for a half hour, which I also didn't take into account, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I'm like, well, dinner's going to be at eight now. Uh, <laughs> have another glass of wine, everybody. Yeah, have wine. Um, here, here, have a baked potato as an appetizer. Oh, they're done. <laughs> We are, why are we having twice baked potatoes? Because uh, they were ready first. I had to bake them again. Yeah, potato bar. They were ready early. <laughs> but I mean, <sighs> everything went pretty well. I mean, the meat wasn't overcooked. That was one of my concerns. Sure. Um, but I think everything went well. Um, the measurements of the mushrooms was probably a little bit more than it should have been. It was a thick layer. <laughs> but mushrooms are good. Absolutely. And, but I mean, yeah, when we were eating at 930, everything tasted great. <laughs> at 930. <laughs> wake up, wake up. You're still eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. You just turn them, you you record the Macy's Day Parade, you put that on the DVR, you play that. It's a little dark to say it's it's early. Right. Spin it back, start it over. I think we saw this float. Nah, nah. Just look, they all have roses on them. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. That's funny. That is funny, John. It sounds you and I sound so similar in the kitchen. Read a recipe. Read two or three recipes. I did it last night with stroganoff because this one says easiest one pan stroganoff. Look at it and think that's too boring. Okay, this one the best stroganoff you'll ever eat. 
okay, well, they used a different cut of, of beef, and this one used hamburger, and this one used a different cut of beef, and so, uh, you know, so I've taken this, and I'm searing the meat, and okay, then you just change it up a little bit, different sauce. Another thing that I learned a long time ago, if it calls for sour cream, especially if it calls for sour cream, I found a long time ago uh, a, a, an ingredient made by Jimmy's. Ever heard of Jimmy's? They make salad dressing and, and dips and stuff. They make a dip, and it comes in a little tub, you know, like uh, like French uh, French onion dip, like Dean's French onion, little plastic uh, container like that, and it's called Smokehouse. And I use that in a, sometimes 100% instead of sour cream or 50-50 because it's got a not weird, an unusual flavor to it. It's it's mayonnaise or sour creamy, but there's a little smoke. There's no heat or anything. It's just different. And everybody who's ever had a sauce that I've made ever has said, that's pretty good. There's something weird going on in there. What's, uh, what, what is that? It's Jimmy's Smokehouse, just a weird ingredient that I, it's one of those go-to ingredients, a tapatio. If the recipe calls for hot sauce, I got a bottle of Tapatio in the refrigerator because I have a lot of friends that don't like hot, but they do like spicy. Tapatio answers that. Nobody's tongue lights on fire, but they uh, but they all get the heat that they want. So a couple of those adjustments all the time. And once again, as as uh, as good a quality ingredients as you can get away with because uh, that will go a long way. Prosciutto, did your recipe call for prosciutto in your beef wellington? Uh, it did. Well, it, did it call for prosciutto or ham? Some called for cold cut, which I yeah. thought, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's your heart attack. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just used prosciutto because I knew where it was. And, right. You know, okay. I know where to get it. Right. And, and why not? And the next time you do it, you'll be thinking, prosciutto tastes delicious. It's way saltier, so leave the salt out at the other end, and it'll right. end up being okay. You only yeah. make that mistake once, right? You do. You only you make do. that mistake once. All right, we got a little bit of business to take care of, and uh, come back. What do you want to? Did you, what? You, you told me in an email that you had two or three fun recipes picked out. What do you want to do next? What's at the top of your next pile? Um, to like make? I well, I already did it. I um, I made a gumbo and I grabbed oh. it off of your website. Well. Um, I'm not going to say that I made it exactly the way I, that you I would be disappointed in I've, I'm just <laughs> learning the real John Hoppy. I would be yeah. very disappointed if you said I found a recipe on your website and I did it exactly the way it was listed. Yeah, uh, I know. Are you you're not feeling very well then? You did that one day when you had a cold and you just wanted to go lie down. Yeah, hold on. Just a second. We'll come back and find out how the John Hoppy gumbo went when we come back. We're Cooley Region Cooking on Wisdom. Cooley Region Cooks, every Thursday, 10 to 11. I hope you've been having as much fun as I have in the kitchen with a newbie, John Hoppy, who is a manager at Barnes & Noble, but spends, uh, if he's not at the bookstore, he's at the co-op, and if he's not at the co-op, he's in the kitchen. And it looks like you've got enough room in the kitchen. Is that your kitchen that you're sitting in? So you can do your cooking in your socks and do a little dancing and have some fun in the kitchen, right? Yeah, I turn on some tunes and, you know, 
pop open the 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 box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sitting in the in the refrigerator since yesterday. You didn't finish it all. All right, so I got to ask one thing, and then and then uh, I want you to make your gumbo for us in the last four minutes. What's your go to cooking music? Oh, seventies, you know, seventies rock. Seventies rock. Yeah. Um, kind of that. That's you know, my era. Yeah, well, you and me both classic hits. Otherwise, yeah, uh, sometimes I just use classic jazz. You know, if I can get some Dave Brubeck or some Chick Corea or something that I can just tap my toe to, but I don't get involved in trying to remember the lyrics, which means I missed the buzzer, and whatever I was supposed to stir on the stove is now boiling, and that's not the way. And now I have to throw it out because if you <laughs> boil it, yep. then you've burned the... Burn the sugar, and that's horrible, so I got to pay attention. Sometimes it's right. jazz. All right, so make me a gumbo. I'm hungry. So I basically, like you said, you know, your friend gives you star fruit. What are you going to do? Well, I have always been intrigued with okra. Um, made it once as a side dish. Mistake. <laughs> it was a little slimy. And so I was like, I like gumbo. You know, I go down to the... Um, to the flying carp here and I have some gumbo and I love it. Um, yeah, there's okra in it and I just don't know it. So I bought some okra. I thought, you know, I got to make something. I'm going to be on this guy's program. I got to look and see what is, you know, what he's been posting. Cause obviously what he posts is, you know, he, this is really what he, he has buy-in for. So I thought I've never made gumbo. I'm going to make gumbo. And uh, it turned out great. It was a little hotter than probably I thought it would have been um that jalapeno that I put in there I must have not have cleaned out the inside very well ah kept out too many seeds or maybe also the tip something like that and then you know whenever you're taking your contacts out for the night you're reminded of that of that uh, jalapeno (laughs) that you cut up oh yeah (laughs) so Ah. um maybe I should wear uh, latex gloves when I cook there's no (laughs) allergy problems here so um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought, wow, a pound of shrimp, a pound of chicken, a pound of sausage, I'm in. <laughs> and it turned out so, just the way you wanted it, didn't it? Except it maybe those. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, there's the Wisconsin boy in me that says, this might need cheese. <laughs> Gumbo with cheese? Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh. It could be a thing. Yeah, well, I, I, I would not be unhappy or even opposed to watching you shred some good, uh, some uh, uh, you know, smoked gouda or smoked gouda. Yeah, I was just thinking a smoked gouda might be good in that. <laughs> I'm going to Google this and see how it works. I'm yeah. telling you, a smoked gouda is delicious on everything. Yesterday was National Cheese Lovers Day too. So if they're out of smoked gouda at the grocery at the co-op, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got the last chunk of it at my house. All right. Well, hey. I, I do I so appreciate you spending time in the kitchen with us just playing. I know that it's it's scary for a lot of people. Anytime anybody says, Hey, I saw you on Facebook, you were cooking with Hayes. That looks like a lot of fun. Keep them in mind and then you can call me and do what your friend did. I got a tip for you, Hayes. My friend Susan. She's been afraid to go on the air, except she saw me on the air, so you should call her and make her come on the radio. Because she's a really good cook, and she'd have a lot of fun. Then you'd yeah, be I've, got, I've got someone in mind for you. Yeah. All right, good deal. Well, and, yeah. and email me that uh, that cheesecake recipe, because 
Because darn it, if you can do it, I can do it. That's all there is to it. I got to try it. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be back in touch so we can do this again because we do it every Thursday from 10 to 11. Cooley Region Cooks on WIZM Lacrosse. Filiayo, Filiayo.